Are you ready? Oh, are you ready? I don't know about you guys. I'm pumped up. I am excited. The anticipation is building. The most exciting time of year, only about nine weeks away. I don't know if I can wait that long. I'm ready to be entertained now. Well, KC, the NBA playoffs start in like five weeks. Your Pelicans aren't even in the playoffs right now. What are you talking about? I'm not talking about my Pelicans. I'm talking about real basketball. Although, quick side note, my Pels, they did get a nice win against the Mavericks last night. Hope Brandon Ingram and his little ankle boo-boo are okay. But no, not talking about my Pelicans or the NBA playoffs. I'm talking about the return of greatness, the return of airballed dunks on a six-foot goal, missed layups, fast breaks and transition that take 20 seconds, the league where the only three-pointers made are by fans at halftime. The anticipation is building nationwide for the reopening of the WNBA dump. Don't take my word for it. If you don't believe me when I say there is excitement surrounding the return of the WNBA, just listen to our friends in the mainstream media. Yesterday, ESPN, along with the WNBA, they issued an exciting press release. This year, ESPN is proud to present to you 25 action-packed dump diving relay races to be broadcast on the ESPN family of networks. In honor of this exciting announcement, the diva of all dump divas, WNBA Commissioner Kathy Engelbert, she gave an interview to Yahoo Finance. Now, you might be wondering, why would a pretend sports commissioner be interviewed by a financial media outlet? Well, it's because Yahoo Sports was too busy interviewing Barry Beanbag, the number one ranked cornholer in America. This interview with Chatty Cathy provided plenty of gems. It was filled with propaganda and virtue signaling. Coming into the season, we have already set a new record. The Seattle shitstorm was just valued at $151 million. The dump in Seattle is now officially the most valuable trash processing facility in America. $151 million? Steph Curry's NBA contract is worth twice that amount. Waste management. Waste management came to collect my trash this morning. They generate $151 million in revenue in four days. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, Kathy, but your dump has a long way to go. No, 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 KC. We are a growth property. We're an investable brand. For too long, the WNBA has been viewed as a bad investment. But now, we have real revenue. We have real fans. We have legitimate sponsors. This increase in revenue has allowed us to update our amenities. We now offer the classic grilled woke wiener and catering. Huh. It got me to wondering. How much money are advertisers investing into the WNBA? I know these woke corporations claim to value these elite pretend basketball players, but how much money are they willing to invest? Speaking of investments, let's take a break for a second to recognize the sponsor of today's video, my friends over at Patriots for Prosperity. We have been programmed to believe that throwing our money into a 401k is the best way to build wealth. All these so-called experts, they have convinced us that putting money in a qualified retirement plan is the best decision. Seems to me the banks benefit the most. 
They have your money locked away for decades, and if you ever want to access your money too soon, you get penalized. Luckily, there is a better option available. Have you ever wondered where the super wealthy keep their money? Guys like Walt Disney, J.C. Penney, even Donald Trump. They use what my friends at Patriots for Prosperity call the Liberty Asset. It's been around for over 150 years, never failed to turn a profit. Instead of having the bank's best interest in mind, my friends over at Patriots for Prosperity, they have your best interest in mind. They will help you find the best place to store your wealth. And the best part is, you always have access to your money and it grows tax-free. I will be using the Liberty Asset and the Infinite Banking Concept and the gentleman over at Patriots for Prosperity. They will guide me along the way. I encourage you guys to do the same. Go to www.thelibertyasset.com slash behind the line or click the link in the description below to see if the Liberty Asset is right for you. Okay, so how much money is invested in the WNBA by these corporate sponsors? <laughs> Of all the money invested into sports every year, women's sports leagues, they receive less than 1%. If I had to guess, the WNBA receives less than half of that less than 1%. Unfortunately, we don't know at this point. Yahoo Finance, they asked Kathy Engelbert how much growth the WNBA has seen in corporate sponsorships and ad spending. What was her answer? <laughs> we are seeing a lot of positivity with companies wanting to spend their money on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Women make 80% of all consumer purchasing decisions. With our league being filled with women, it's a no-brainer that companies would want to invest in the WNBA. Um, well, that's debatable, but okay. We'll go with Kathy Engelbert's assertion that the WNBA is filled with women. The problem is, not only did Kathy Engelbert completely dodge the question here, she also skipped over a valid point. For obvious reasons, of course. Yes, 80% of consumer products purchased by women. You know how many of those women identify as diehard fans of the WNBA? 3%. 3%. Since Kathy Engelbert dodged this question on ad spending, I can only assume that the WNBA is not seeing the growth they want when it comes to sponsorships. But that's okay. That's okay. They have a valuable partnership with ESPN, right? I mean, ESPN, they brag about being the home of exciting overtime contests like the facial hair counting contest or when a playoff game goes into overtime, they determine the outcome by playing Guess the Gender. Here we have the 5'7 center responsible for scoring all three points for the Washington Woke, Cooper Cucumber. Guess the gender. Well, I believe Cooper identifies as cisgender. <laughs> no one in this dump fornicates the old-fashioned way. For years now, there has been talk in sports media about super teams being bad for the NBA. This topic has been discussed repeatedly on ESPN. Some NBA analysts on ESPN believe super teams good for the league. Some think they are one of the reasons that the NBA has been in decline in recent years. Now, even though ESPN's home to the NBA, that doesn't mean they don't point out negatives in the league. 
Stephen A. Smith can be critical of the NBA at times. Kevin Durant, the Golden State Warriors, they were criticized for years for forming a super team in the Bay Area. Over the last few weeks, ESPN has been promoting these so-called super teams in the WNBA. Remember that promo I shared with you guys about the super team in New York City? ESPN showed three unknown dump divers standing in front, I think it was the Empire State Building. They even held a contest on Twitter. The first person to correctly identify all three dump divers, they would receive two dump side tickets to their opening night game in the WNBA in New York City. Unfortunately, those tickets are still available because no one participated in the contest. My sources tell me those WNBA tickets, they are resting in the San Francisco airport on top of a free copy of Jamel Hill's fictional autobiography that no one bothered to claim. Talking heads on ESPN, they were critical when LeBron James left Cleveland for Miami. Like I said, they absolutely destroyed Kevin Durant when he left Oklahoma City for Golden State. There were dudes on ESPN claiming Kevin Durant's championship wasn't legitimate. They criticized James Harden for leaving Houston and forming what was supposed to be a super team in Brooklyn. With elite trash engineers coming together to form teams of super collectors in the WNBA, you would figure at least one person at ESPN would be critical of it, right? I don't expect 100% of the dump analysts to agree that super teams could be bad for the WNBA, but I also wouldn't expect 100% of them to agree. I mean, you can't get all four people who watch the WNBA to roundly agree on anything, which is the way it's supposed to be. No one is supposed to agree all the time, except at ESPN when it comes to the WNBA. Take a look at this example of their glowing propaganda when it comes to WNBA coverage. Roll the film. Like, I'm convinced the only people that don't like super teams are the same kind of people who harken back to yesteryear and probably yell at clouds. This is fantastic, especially for a, a, a group, an area, the WNBA, who's trying to grow, right? Yeah, I buy the storylines, Tony, and I buy the lessons taught to us by the NBA. So many people complained about the villainy, how the, the Miami Heat and LeBron James cheated the game, how the Warriors with Kevin Durant did the same. And you know what else all those people who complained about them did? They watched the game. I'm buying that this is not the first time that we've seen super teams in the WNBA. They just were created via the draft and free, and free agency, rather trades, with the Minnesota Lynx and the Los Angeles Sparks. And those two duped it out in the WNBA finals for about 10 years. The I think it makes sense for this specific point of the league in terms of the WNBA. You've got the stars. I know that there's not as many teams as people would like, but if it makes sense to put folks together so you get a better product, you might as well do it. First of all, who in the hell were those people? What happened to the star power on Around the Horn? What happened to Woody Page, Tim Kalashaw, Jay Mariotti? Instead of legitimate journalists, ESPN now gives us some dude named Master Gates, L. Duncan, manager of Dunkin' Donuts, some lady named Cronin, and they round out the panel of Woke with the former bongo partner and failure of Imani Jones, Petey Pablo Torre. You mean to tell me not one of them could find something wrong with the formation of super teams in the WNBA? Not one? 
When it comes to coverage of the WNBA, ESPN pretends, in front of their audience anyway, like it's all rainbows and woke wieners. Everything is great. This league is growing exponentially. Last year, we broke another record. 100 minutes were streamed of live coverage from the trash incinerator. I will give them credit. ESPN puts on a nice front. They pretend to care about the WNBA, but I don't like looking at words. I judge based on your actions. What do the actions of ESPN say about their perception of the WNBA? If they really valued this league, if ESPN really believed the WNBA was a viable product, they would at least feature them on their website, right? If you go to ESPN.com right now, you will find links at the top for the NFL homepage, the NBA, NHL, both men's and women's college basketball, soccer. But it's strange. Look where they put the WNBA. If we're basing this list off importance, ESPN appears to believe everything is more important than the WNBA. Rugby, college basketball recruiting, the NBA G League, WWE, the XFL, the CFL. But that's no big deal, right? I'm sure, I'm sure this is simply an oversight. What's really important is ESPN featuring 25 WNBA regular season games on their family of networks, ESPN, ABC, ESPN2. As a sports league, you can't ask for more national coverage. 21 of 25 games broadcast on ESPN or ABC this upcoming season, which is absolutely mind-boggling when you think about it. Someone please give me another example of a television program that struggles to draw ratings, struggles to draw an audience, that is given increased coverage. ABC averages anywhere from 3 to 6 million viewers. Sunday night, for example. Sunday night, America's Funniest Home Videos drew over 5 million. I didn't even know that show still existed. When is the last time a WNBA game drew 1 million viewers on ABC? If I had to guess, never. But that's okay. That's okay. This is an example of Disney investing in diversity, equity, and inclusion. We have to make everything fair and equitable. Ratings don't matter. We want to give these women the opportunity to showcase their lack of skills to the world. The WNBA regular season starts mid-May. What is the biggest story going into the regular season? Well, Casey, that's obvious. The faceless aces in Las Vegas defending their golden toilet seat against the L.A. Sprinkles. No, that's a great guess, though. After the dumps were shut down for renovations and maintenance in the offseason, the biggest story heading into their reopening is the return of Bob Griner. I mean, Bobby spent last year on an extended Russian vacation. She is arguably the biggest star in the WNBA. Bob is a two-time winner of the Manager of the Year Award. She's also won the award for Miss Congeniality, along with numerous accolades for Woke Woman of the Year. Bob's return to the wood is the biggest event of the year. Bigger than Christmas, bigger than the Super Bowl. Hell, it's even bigger than Woke Christmas. An event of this magnitude, it would obviously be broadcast in prime time on ABC, right? With ESPN being dedicated to the WNBA, you'd figure they would feature their biggest star on the biggest stage, right? <laughs> the return of Brittany Griner. It will be broadcast on ESPN on Friday, May 19th at 11 o'clock. <laughs>
So what's so important? What would push this event of epic proportions to almost midnight? Um, I don't know. Maybe the NBA playoffs? Reruns of 30 for 30? Regular season cornhole? Professional bowling for boogers? Clearly, ESPN does not value the WNBA like they claim. And they don't value the WNBA because the WNBA has no value. As a television property, this league is useless. Now, I know that sounds harsh, but the truth often does. People do not care about the WNBA. If they did, ESPN would push the NBA playoffs back to make room for the return of Brittany Griner. The biggest event in the WNBA, probably ever, curiosity alone will spike ratings. And what does ESPN do? They put them on at midnight. <laughs> Give me your thoughts. ESPN claims to value the WNBA, but makes them invisible on their website and pushes the return of Brittany Griner to a midnight time slot. Does ESPN really care about the WNBA or is this a virtue signal? You let me know. Sound off in the comments below. Make sure to like and subscribe. Click the notification bell to receive all notifications from the channel. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. KC underscore BTL84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys later.